Hello everyone, it is June 9th and you are listening to the best podcast. My name is Griffin Reynolds and I'm joined as always by my best friend and most importantly, my pal, BJ Guest. Oh, that was really sweet. Hey bud, You're it's welcome. me, BJ hey. Guest on episode 49. Hey, Almost hey, to the right big five. Oh. Yo, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Cr- 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 crazy. Crazy Ira and the douche. <laughs> 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 they always have those crazy sounds. Uh, What's been going on, pal? Uh, I've already talked to you once this evening. Dude, yeah. Nice little FaceTime chat you have with me and Miles. Um, not too much going on this week. Me and my wife Megan had our fourth anniversary on the Woo. 4th. Yeah, the 4th. And mm-hmm. uh, we w- had an anniversary trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you hear that? Bumping. Yo, someone's... <laughs> Dude, listen to the good stuff out on the street. It's a residential <laughs> neighborhood. Um, but no, we had our anniversary trip this last weekend. Went up to the mountains. It was really nice, very peaceful. No ch- kids. Um, Ooh, you didn't take the children. No, I didn't take the kids. Stayed in a nice chalet, which apparently is just the name of the mountain. Because I thought for a while it was like the name of a building. And I thought we were bougie. Just a cabin. Just a cabin. Just, just a cabin. Yeah. But that's what we did. Had... um. Nice little fun weekend away, um, doing some Dungeons and Dragons writing on Fiverr. You want to find nice. some Dungeons and Dragons writing? Want to listen? You know, get a, a completely original campaign. Find me on is that Fiverr. What you're doing? Uh, you're not this time. Book. This is an okay. article for a blog for a comic book website. I don't know the name. The guy could be lying to me too. Um, but whatever. As long as the money is good, um, doing that. And I started watching a new show as of two days ago. Yeah, yesterday. No, it was yesterday. Uh, Space nice. Force on Netflix. Oh, is it good? I like it a lot. It's written, it's created by Steve Carell and Greg Daniels of The Office and Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and um, The Good Place. Yeah, The Good Place and like probably eight other things. It's, <laughs> it's pretty It's pretty good. Um, I saw on Twitter that the TV show might get the rights to the name Space Force from the United States government. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really goofy. I think I think honestly you will like it. The I think you would like the second episode the most. There's an episode of a of a chimpanzee and uh Steve Carell who is the head of Space Force um awards his chimpanzee <laughs> like the Medal of Freedom and then like 2 <laughs> seconds later he's like take it away from that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just super funny. So is it office humor or is it? it it's okay. So uh, no, I would say it's more Parks and Rec, more Parks okay. and Rec, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, a little more zany humor, right? Rather than just kind of like cold cut humor, like the Office you know, I, was. You know, I can't watch. The I office. know. No, I know. There's something wrong with you. So <laughs> there is it's a broken I, funny I, bone. But no, it's really good. Um, it has Steve Carell. It has um, John Malkovich, who I was very surprised. Um, he's in it. He's super duper funny. Um, and it has the guy who plays John Raffio, whose name I always forget. Um, in it and on Netflix. Don't watch in front love, of your kids. There oh, you go. Yeah. I um I saw 
the like banner for it on Netflix, and mm-hmm. it's so funny that it's Steve Carell wearing that blue camo in front of a wall of blue camo. So you all you see is like his <laughs> <Yeah>. head. <sighs> so good. So that's <sighs> what I've been doing. Um, still playing some. Did I tell you I've been playing Digimon again? I've been playing yes, the we second. Talked about that last week. Oh, did we? Did I? No, tell no, you? no. We said no. We said you were watching Digimon. Oh, last week. look at there. Eagle eyes or ears, I guess. But I've been playing the Digimon uh, second cyber cyber sleuth game um, with Miles, just kind of watching. And I named different Digimon after uh, my friends and their wives. I think I told you this. Oh, wait, we did talk about this. But yeah. th- is this a continuation from when you did it the first time? Yeah, it's a continuation. I put it down and forgot about it for months and months. When- and then I picked it up and I was like, Griffin, Amy. Oh, oh. I all about it. But yeah. So is you and is you and Amy nope. your wife? You know what? Uh-huh. This is where um, the conversation stemmed off, and you sent me that flowchart of all the Digimon. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> Still <laughs> playing that a little bit. Touch on that. Um, when you broke my brain with how complicated that Dude, is, <laughs> the Digimon video game is super complicated. But yeah. Mm-mm. But no, that's all I've been doing. What about you, bud? What do you end up to? What have you been doing? What have you been um, playing? I finished Kakaguri on Netflix. Is that the uh, the gambling sex show? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. How was that? Was it a was it a good finish? Were you satisfied? How dare, how dare you? <laughs> Were your knees trembling a little bit afterwards? Uh, no. I can keep going. It ended really <laughs> like I liked the second season a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so it's only two seasons. I like the second season a lot. Um, because it kind of changes the stakes. Mm-hmm. Like the whole first season. Excuse me. You're excused. Ooh, that's a big boy yawn. Everyone, for those who cannot see, oh this is an audio gosh. thing. I saw it into your soul. That was a good yawn. <laughs> that turned from a cough into a yawn really strangely. <laughs> um. So anyway, the first season, it's not really spoiling anything. So the first season, they all the gambling has to do with money, obviously. Okay. And then the second season is, I'll just say votes. No, okay. that's kind of it's, it's so, probably it's like they, some sort of like like class treasurer kind of class president some, kind yeah, of thing some, something like that nah, japanese so so, so they they kind of like did the whole money thing and then they're like all right we gotta do something else gotta vote gotta gamble votes okay cool. um but also i watched amy and i last night watched 13th on Netflix, which is the documentary about the 13th amendment which abolished slavery but it basically the movie, well, the the film talks about how it basically just instead of black people being slaves, turned them into incarcerated criminals. And in the Thirteenth Amendment, there's a loophole that says no one can be a slave unless you're a criminal. Oh, like unless unless you've done something criminal, and that can be like a punishment. Like it's oh, so it's all really about like the, it's all about the criminal system and jails and mm-hmm. how they're profiting off. You know, it's just. It Dude. was really hard to watch. Like it was, and, and like Amy wanted to watch it, and I had told one of my other buddies I was going to watch it. So it was, it was. I kind of like, you know, had to almost, but it was really insightful, really important. Like I think if you're looking for that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of education, I might say right now, you know, with everything going on, I think it's it's really good. Um, definitely will make you feel like crap as a human being, dude. So me and my wife love podcasts because, you know, we're bougie like that. Um, we started listening to Serial 
Oh, um, dude, serial so. Good. I mean, it's like the original like is the original crime, pop, yeah, yeah, white girl crime, crime podcast crime. thing. Yeah, oh, I saw a tweet the other day. It was like we don't need police. So it was like, how will we solve murders? Have you a bunch of white women in podcast form? They'll solve it. Yep. Um, but Listen, uh, we one started of my listening. favorite podcasts is um, Crime Junkies. <laughs> just dude, two yeah, white women. Just two white women. <laughs> but no, we started listening to Serial uh, season three, where they're talking about the Cleveland court system and stuff. It's super messed up. Like Ooh, it's wow. stanky. Like I told Megan, I was like we got to stop. I feel bad. Like my spirit, my spirit is shattered right now. Oh, uh, that's how I felt last night. Like I just like we were watching it, and Amy, we like finished. It. Amy's like, "What do you mm-hmm. think?" And I was like, "Well, I'm in a terrible mood right before we yeah. go to bed. Time to turn on some kakaguri, baby." Roll the <laughs> I, had already, I had already <laughs> finished at that point. That was my penance for watching kakaguri. <laughs> I was like, I need to do something else. Like that's funny. Um, but I've uh been play. I played a little bit of. Excuse me. I played a little bit of the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Wow, no. my brain is it's all okay, over the place. It's okay. Uh, it was, I played a little bit of that, and then I put it down. I just like wasn't really feeling it. Yeah. Um, but I saw this tweet from Kotaku or Polygon. I think it was Polygon. Mm-hmm. Um about this free game on Steam called Red Planet Farming. And the reason it was free is because the people who made it were students in college. And they got a grant to make the game as, like, one of their projects. And there's, like, no microtransactions, so it's nothing like that. It's really cool. It's about, far. it's, like, farming on Mars, pretty much. Oh, it's okay. So addic- it's like so sound, addicting. I pulled it up now. It looks a lot like Settlers of Catan, kinda. Like with uh, the t- does, with the tiles, does, I guess. It it does have tiles. Um, but what you're doing is <clears throat> you have a growing number of uh, settlers or people or whatever coming to Mars, mm-hmm. and you have to start growing more and more food. But each food has like something about it that you that each tile has to have, right? Like right. potatoes need water, and okay. corn needs artificial sunlight, and like all the you know, yeah, yeah. But and it costs money to put in each thing. Mm-hmm. You can you know, one you you can have more than one thing on each tile, but you have to spend money to put each thing on each tile and yet each thing uses power. So you also have to watch uh, that. And so it's like, that's it's cool. like a resource. It's a resource, it's a resource game. Yeah. It's, it's super fun. fun, but it's free and I'm really enjoying it. So, um, let's talk about one of my greatest fears. Okay. Um, there are lots of spiders at the farm where Amy and I are living. Yeah. Your new cabin in the woods. One would say, the- one would say cabin in the woods um i had a very brave moment the other day oh my god please tell me i was sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. and i felt something crawling down my arm and it was a spider how big by give me like size of uh of american coins was it a dimer i think it was smaller than a dime smaller than a dime okay not that big okay okay so i like looked i didn't move Mm. and i blew it off and it landed on the chair next to me, and then I smashed it. Nice. Good old blow so kill. If I smashed it on my skin, it'd probably bite me on the way down. Mm, probably, yeah. Probably a brown recluse. Know, probably saved your life. Uh, no, the reason I even brought this up is because Amy killed a brown recluse in our cabin the other day. Dude, and I'm like, oh. I was like, we about to have some limbs falling off. What? <laughs> yeah. Amy is saying they so are cool. terrifying. They're just hanging out, being reclusive, hiding in corners, ready <laughs> for you not hiding. to watch. 
They'll bite you on the face. <laughs> They're so terrifying. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I hate spiders. So, Griffin. Yeah. Are you ready for some news? I'm ready for news, the news. News, news, news. News, news, news. News, news, news. It was a Spider-Man theme song. You're welcome, like America. It. And other Thank countries you. that listen to our podcast. So, you have some news. I do got some news. Some hot, 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 fresh news that hit me right in the face. Around lunchtime, I guess, is whenever IGN decided to send me the YouTube notification. <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, look at this. Is it a spider? Is it crawl? Is it crawling? Is that what it's supposed to win your neck? Boy. No, I hope, I hope not. I don't know. I thought you were saying it was something trying to get you. Uh, so while you're killing that monster, uh, Bill and Ted, if you know Bill and Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, which was better, Dude, in my opinion. I, I love Bill and Ted. I do, too. They are coming out with a new Bill movie. I Ted so late. Yeah. I mean, we like, all did. Like That's Cartoon like, Network. What was it, yeah. like early 1990s? Not Cartoon Network. I'm so sorry. Comedy Central would play it like at random times. Oh, yeah. But it came out like early 1990s. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Not Billy. Uh, Billy, Billy and Teddy. Let's see. Bill and Ted film series. Um, God, I'm such a dummy. Why would I do this? I knew Google would be like, hey, did you hear about this? Uh, Excellent Adventure <laughs> came out in 89. Oh, nice. Bogus so Journey, we were born. 91. So, again, before we, were born, uh, before we were born. We were born in 92 there, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, and they're coming with a new ladies. one that's supposedly coming out this year. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but it's called Bill and well, Ted Face the Music. Um, according to Wikipedia, it's supposed to be out this year. Um, but they came they've out. Been ma- they've, like, they've been talking about it for a oh, while. Oh, for years. For years and years. Yeah. But uh, the... The teaser trailer came out today, and I mean it's 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 Bill and Ted. <laughs> like I mean it really is like they didn't change much. No, no, no. It's it's just Bill and Ted. Death was in it. I was very pumped to see Death do the yeah, me too. thing. <laughs> um, Orion Pictures was is still a company, I guess. I was very surprised to see their name. Like I know they did yeah. all the first two, but I was like I haven't seen Orion Pictures in a minute. But yeah, uh, me either. Did you know there's an animated series, Bill and Ted? On what? Uh, let's see. First season was produced by Hanna Barbera, same as like Yogi Bear and Scooby Doo and all them. Ran for 13 episodes on CBS in 1990. Um, second series of A episodes ran on Fox Kids, produced by DIC Entertainment, and that's it. There was a live action called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures in '92, and Tales from the Crypt. Um, nice. Yeah. So none of the cast like from it. the film. Oh. Yeah. But it's good. <laughs> that makes that makes it worse. Yeah. But in Bill and Ted's Face the Music, it's, it's going to have obviously Keanu Reeves, who is on such a hot streak. Such Dude, a hot I love, streak. I love Keanu Reeves. There's a fun little YouTube rumor going around that he's going to be. Uh, the new Ghost Rider in the Marvel movies whenever they oh found the new Ghost Rider. Oh my god. I know. You think about it, I'm like, yeah. Keanu Reeves be my Ghost Rider. I um, would love... Unless they just bring back Nick Cage. Either one of the two. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, Alex Winter will be in it. Um, if you say, BJ, which one is which? I don't know. I never know which one was Bill, which one was Ted. Looking at Wikipedia... Uh, I think Alex Winter was Bill, so Keanu Reeves was Ted, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that trailer teaser came out today. 
had a guy from college I ain't spoke to in several years face like snap Snapchat me. He's like, Have you seen about this? I was like And you're like, No, how are you? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, that's that's all my news. So I really want Keanu Reeves to do like the um Oh my god. It's okay. Dude, I'm on something. Like what is help, help me out. Today? Like give me a word and we'll play like a little like back and forth kind of thing. Just um I want him to do the thing that he did in John Wick one. Roll up as Ghost Rider in like um like you know how Spider Man had his entrance in um Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. I want like a, a Ghost Rider entrance in something else. And he Dude. rolls up whip slides it in and he goes, Oh yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> like the same thing he did in John Wick. Yeah. Oh my god, it'd be so good. Big spoiler for John Wick, man. Only saw the first one, so thanks for that. That was in the first one. Well, yeah, man, I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't remember. You spoiled the movie that I watched. <laughs> ah, dude. No, I All right. I would I could say I would think Ghost Rider, if they did that, he would probably appear in like Blade. That would make the most sense with Mashal oh Marshala Ali. Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali. Marshall Ali. True Detective. True Detective guy. He was also in uh, the in my uh, last NCAA. Um, or no, he was in Madden football. It was like Madden tw- 19 or something in the story mode. Uh-huh. He was the dad of the main character. Oh, no way. Yeah, it was. Well, he was also. Yeah, it's like Nate popped up and said, well, damn. All right, Madden. He was also the. Co- was he. What was, was it Cobra? What was his name in Luke Cage? Um, Cottonmouth. The best villain yeah. of all, all the cage. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. All right, Griffin, tell me um, tell anyway, me all your so, tell me all your news. Tell me all your news. This leads in perfectly to a piece of news that I have. You're welcome. Um so due to a contract between Netflix and Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, characters like Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones can't be used until two years after each show was canceled, meaning that Daredevil could be back at Marvel as soon as November twenty twenty. Okay. We're not gonna see him, but there's there's two Charlie Cox is too palatable on my brain when you think Daredevil, but just bring back the actors. She's the same actors. I'm not mad about that, honestly. Now that I think about that, yeah. Like except for, don't except change for Iron it. Fist. No, 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 no. Iron Fist. Change no, Iron Fist. I'm, just don't, just don't bring I it. noticed he wasn't on your note your news. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Freudian slip right uh, there. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, just you know, yeah. I forgot him. Yeah. Uh, John no, Berthenau was think, a very good Punisher. I would take him back. I would take him as Punisher. Who played Luke Wait. Cage? What was that guy's name? Oh my God, I, uh, he was awesome. Luke Cage cast a lot of googling in this episode. Mike Coulter, Mike Coulter. Uh, we've been saying be a lot of IMDb and episodes. We've been saying this, this guy's name too wrong. Maher M A H E R S H A L A. I'm about to like listen to how you say this this guy's name. Listen to how you say it. All right. Keep talking while I try to figure out how to Alright. <laughs> you should type in how to say that. Ah, you dude, know, Wikipedia. Wikipedia screwed me super hard. <laughs> you know Rubside <laughs> you know you know Rubside someone's name, it has like the phonetic to it and it has yeah. a hyperlink. So I clicked it and it was just like the hyperlink of uh help IPA to English. I'm like, well damn does oh it help anyway, me. Anyway, so I think that'd be really interesting. What if we just saw them in like a, I don't know where they would fit in Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, they're it's very, too, I, I, very but like Spider Man and Daredevil do stuff together. But I feel like this Spider Man is way too lighthearted for that dark of a Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, hmm, probably just have to do it itself. Like just daredevil movie or make like a Marvel Knights kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of put them all together. Um, all right, you ready for it? Mahershula. Yeah. Mahershula. 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 I'm saying that super wrong. Uh, Mahershala Ali, I'm sorry. I know you're listening because you're probably a great pal. I'm really sorry, bro. Um, But good news. Marvel. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Wow, we're sorry, bro. All right. So, uh, I finally have a game console for your lady fingers. Damn, dude. No one knew I had lady fingers. <laughs> this is an. I, when you said two years ago or a year ago, whenever we started as BJ, I want to do a podcast. I said, perfect. No one will know. No one will know, no about one my, know how tiny my I fingers got these are. Slender, like bone like, pick all the coins out of the couch cushion fingers. Ah. Anyway, okay, but, but have what, you seen what, the what you Sega Game Gear Micro? Uh uh-uh. uh. Look it up. Is so tiny, it's absolutely ridiculous. No one's gonna buy this. Uh, psh. Let's see. Oh, there's a lot of YouTube videos who are not happy about it. Eight centimeters. Oh, hell. No, Dude, look at the this screen thing. is like an inch. <laughs> what kind of stupid is this? So it's like calling back to like the Sega Game Gear, which was like their handheld. Uh huh. Um, and so they're like pretty much trying to do like a nostalgia grab with this thing, but it is absolutely ridiculous. There's no way you're going to be able to see that screen. All right. So let's see here. Let's see here. Um, the hardware itself is 80 millimeters. Say so they did in millimeters to make it sound better than what it is. Uh, 80 mm-hmm. millimeters by 43 millimeters by 20 millimeters with a 1.1, inch display. Mm-hmm. That's a headphone jack. So, there's something dude it that's so ridiculous oh, right griffin they have a uh a, a magnifying glass accessory i i heard <laughs> <laughs> just bringing back the game boy days where you slap on all the accessories you got the dude. magnifying glass you got the worm light oh my god the worm <laughs> light that the, thing to do crap at night you got the so. add-on speakers <laughs> speakers there were add-on speakers to the game boy I don't remember that. I remember. I, remember I didn't. The I didn't screen. have them. I just. Ah, I had the screen, and well, dude, I had a screen that was a magnifying glass, and it had built-in lights. Ooh, but but I also had a worm light at one point. I had a worm light. I remember trying to play that thing. Couldn't catch any Pokemon in the dark. Um, I had one of those screen things for my actual TV at one point. It was. <laughs> so, where you play the games on your TV? Was no, it, no, no, no! Like, mean, like the magnifying glass thing for the TV for a television for a television, because oh. I was trying to go big, but on a budget. We've been going big on a budget. <laughs> yeah. It never worked. <laughs> so you saw that Game Gear Micro? Did you see the price? Uh, uh-uh. uh how much? Fifty dollars. Shut up! No. No. And there's four different ones, and each one has four different, four different games. games. So yeah. to, to get each one, it's $200. That is not... That's not going to work. Who who at this meeting was like, I got an idea. Tiny video but, games. They'll love it, because they used to play them when they were kids, but smaller. 50 bucks a piece. And the way to get bucks. them, the collection, the collector's. Put different games on different ones. There you go. Cash money, baby. 
cash money. You know that you know that meme where they like throw people out the office window. I was thinking that same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw them out the window. (laughs) Um, So speaking of good gaming decisions, as opposed to bad ones, um, Mm -hmm. did you ever play kingdoms of Avalor? No, but I am uh, slowly researching now because I've never heard that in my life. I think I was the only person I knew who played that game. It was one of those games that I went into GameStop and I saw it and I was like, I'll play this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and I had not, I, I was not in the video game news space or anything like that back then. Right. And I just played it and I loved it. It was, was like some, let me ask you a C, question. It's like some B tier cult classic, but go ahead. Did you get this game from that sketchy game store we had in Bainbridge before GameStop showed up? Or was this a... When did this, when it did was, this game release? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were on the page. No, I'm, I'm looking at images because I'm trying to like jog memories. And uh, I I don't know. But we had that sketchy... Uh, 2012. Uh, I think we... No. I just Kingdoms Reckoning. Kingdoms of Amalur came out. It says Kingdom, Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. The Reckoning. Is, yeah. that what it's, is that what it's called? Yeah, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. It came out... Oh, well. Huh. Uh, scratch that. I was in college. <laughs> I was a grown so, ass um, man. I, I was a grown ass man. I played this video game. This looks cool, dude. It was side note. It was awesome. I want to look into this. So I think I did. I walked into a GameStop and I was like, I'll play this. Yeah. Huh. It's it was really fun. So I'm I'm happy. The whole reason I even brought this up. So Kingdoms of Amalur is getting a remaster. Um, and they are calling it Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning. Funny. I like that. I thought so. I will be super excited to play this. Um, just because I think that's a game space that we're not really getting right now. Um, third person, you know, fantasy is action yeah. games. Yeah. It, it, it gives me um, a lot of Fable kind of vibes. Very, very much so. Very, It looks a lot like Fable. Dude, I so... So in the mountains where me and my wife went, we went up um, uh, 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 Clayton, Georgia. There are nothing. There's nothing to do there but antique stops. Like oh just, yeah, and, antiquing's mm-hmm. a big thing with all you know the, the the hillbillies up there. And I saw a fable game that was still in the wrapping, and I said, "Ooh." I mean, I didn't get it because I don't know how to play it, but it gave me You'll memories. Still, it. like, did they? Was it? Sealed or did they just re-wrap Oh no, they it? just rewrap that thing and some like. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, wrap. you found a. I was like, you found a sealed copy of Fable. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to drive to Clayton. <laughs> uh, what other um, news you got from me, cutie? So I got. We'll go through a little bit of this pretty quick. Uh, so Destiny Two, um, Budgie's doing great. They're announcing some new content. Um, the Witch Queen, these are both expansions. Mm-hmm. The Witch Queen will drop in 2021 and Lightfall in 2022. So they have a long-term Dude, plan for I'm this. I'm really surprised that Destiny 2 is still as uh, active. So after you know the whole thing happened with Bungie and Activision and Bungie getting all the rights to Destiny 2, like basically buying out Activision, mm-hmm. um, they kind of, everybody that still played the game really rallied around that, I think. Right. And people love it, man. People love what Bungie's doing. They're just getting good content out there. Good, 
you know, drops, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're doing, hey, I think they're doing it right. If it's not broke, don't fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, so other quick stuff, the PC gaming show will be, which some, uh, some stuff is being announced will be on Saturday, June 13th. Okay. Excuse me. So this Saturday and the, uh, PlayStation five presentation that was supposed to be last Thursday has been moved to this Thursday, June the 11th. Of course, literally the day after this comes out, mm-hmm. um, at 4 PM Eastern standard time. Oh, so. Cool. so we're definitely going to see some Avengers hundred percent. You think so? hundred oh, percent, dude. That's going to be, that's going to be, that's going to be their PlayStation four Spider-Man. You know what I mean? True. I think, I, I think, um, as long as I get more, um, uh, Brian Cranston, Hank Pym. I just need oh, more yeah, of that, dude. dude. I just want to see the console. I want to see what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, they, like, because Xbox kind of went so far in one direction with mm-hmm. their, like, tower design. Yeah. I want to see what they do. It's completely opposite. It's going to be flat. It's going to be like a disc. Uh, like a pe- <laughs> <laughs> oh God. They finally come out with the game sphere. Oh, my God. What was Spherical! that from? What was that, was that was Drake it? and Josh. <laughs> It's spherical. <laughs> that was a deep cut. Ooh, <laughs> dude, I ain't thought about Drake and Josh in a minute. Dude, you want to talk about a song that slaps? That theme song, though. I'm trying to think about it now. The, the Drake and Josh theme song? I'm totally going to listen to it after we get done recording. Oh, it's like, if you could take some time to realize. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, so good, right? Yeah. So yeah. the be- some of the best songs that come out of Nickelodeon, Dragon Josh theme song, mm-hmm. My Shiny Teeth and Me. Dude, yes. And Icky Vicky. My Shiny Teeth and Me. Shiny Teeth, Shiny Teeth, shiny teeth. Shiny teeth, shiny teeth. Dude, I sing that all the time to Amy. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be brushing her teeth. <laughs> I'll like bust in the bathroom and be like, when I'm sad and lonely, all that I can see. <laughs> She's like, shut up. <laughs> ah, all right, Griffin, there's the last little bit of news here that last I... Last little bit of news. I called three months ago. Uh, AMC doubts that it can stay in business, well, even when movies start again. Well, well, well. well. You can't say <laughs> screw off Universal and <laughs> expect yeah. to stay in business, can you? Yeah, exactly. I'm come on, man. Yeah. Like was we knew this was happening. Move. Yeah, no. I mean, when we talk, we we are, we're not going to talk about it today because we've talked about this topic in depth several times. But I think I'm ready to not go to a theater. I think theaters will become this boutique thing. Oh yeah, like how drive-in it, theaters are now today. Like it was very common not, place. Not not that sparse, uh-huh. but I think that it'll be like uh it's not like a, oh wanna go to the movies. It's like it'll go back to being oh, you wanna go to the movies? Ooh. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. You I see like, what I'm, I'm saying? Excited, yeah. Oh you. It's all he's that's all I say to you. Wanna go back to the movie. Mm, yeah. You wanna go back to the movies. <sighs> so, all right. Speaking of movies. Speaking of movies. How about how about that transition? Come on. <laughs> uh this week we are um talking about what BJ and I think are each think are the most underrated Disney movie. Um, this topic was piqued by a um, pal of the show, Audie Norman, when he tweeted that he was showing his kids uh, 
my choice for most underrated Disney movie, Treasure Planet. And I flipped out and I was like, I love this movie so much. Dude, yeah. These are all these videos you should watch. And this is my, con- <laughs> this conspiracy theory that I think of why Disney killed this movie. <laughs> He's like, wow, that was a lot. You have a conspiracy theory about this? I knew you loved that. I didn't oh, know you yeah. had a conspiracy. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I don't have it. I found a YouTube okay. video about it that I completely agree with. All right. So I have one and I'm not near as excited for it as this conspiracy theory now. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'll, I'll start. And then I'll just, I'll turn my mic off and just let you go. <laughs> you just go to bed. I'll be here for a while. <laughs> all, right, all right. I'm done recording. I'll just, I'll just put it in the Dropbox for you. You just go. Um, just be like, and thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Just like give me a little <laughs> <Yeah>. clip. <laughs> so my underrated Disney movie, let me scroll to the top, make sure that is what we're talking about. Yeah. Underrated. I had a hard time thinking of the word underrated when I was explaining this episode of Megan. I was like, you know, You're like the movie, the movie movies people don't the like. Movies. They're like not the popular ones, but they're still good. Yeah, um, so. uh, they might have. They they might need more people to like them. They deserve have you, more people have, to like them. Have you <laughs> have you seen the third um, Da Vinci Code movie? I think it's Angels and Demons. Maybe Angels and Demons was the second one. Uh, it's the third one, and whatever the third one's called. But Tom Hanks has amnesia. Oh my God, no, we've talked about it on this show and I haven't seen it. And you haven't explained this to me. <laughs> There's a scene where he's trying to explain coffee to this lady. <laughs> and that's what it was just like for me trying to figure out the word. He's like, yeah, no, it's, it's hot. It's hot. Tea? No, no, it's brown. Coffee? Coffee! I just love, <laughs> I just love that little bit of Tom Hanks I can do when shouting coffee. <laughs> God, I love Tom Hanks. He's an American hero. So my, he really is. He really is. Really, really is. He really is. He really hey, is. did you did you know that Tom Hanks is an American hero? Did you know he really is? Yeah, an American. All right, hero? Shut up. Okay, so my <laughs> underrated Disney movie is Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which Dong. fun fact called Notre Dame for years because I was stupid. Um, and we were from South Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> and that. And that's how we would pronounce that. Notre Dame. <laughs> Fine Irish, baby. <laughs> I can do it all day. I can do the entire podcast in that voice. And it, Please don't. I wouldn't stop. Man. That's what I'm going to do for our 50th. <laughs> that's our big reveal for the 50th. BJ that's does annoying voices for an hour and a half while Griffin breathes. Weirdly enough, that was our, that was our lowest, <laughs> lowest listener episode. Not even two views and just you and me. Um. So, Hunchback of Notre Dame is a story based in Paris, France, um, in like the 1615 1500s I don't know. Uh, the Eiffel Tower is not in there. I don't know when the Eiffel Tower was, but I was something I was stupidly looking for. And I was like, where the Eiffel Tower at? And I was like, ah, oh, stupid. This was set in like medieval times. But um, it's a story of Quasimodo, who is deformed, who was born deformed. And the judge of the town, Paris, fan, you know, famous place, um, put him away. Home of the Eiffel Tower that was built on January 28, 1887. 1887. Well, it's probably like set in 1886, I guess. Um, but for, Judge Frollo put him away in the, the, the bell tower of the famous church, Notre Dame. And he wants to get out. He gets out. Doesn't find love. People accept him for who he is. That's kind of like you know the 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 very very terrible way of summarizing that movie. But 
here are some things. Griffin, first off, you've seen this movie, right? Uh, it has, I have seen it. It has been a while. It's on Disney Plus. That's how I watched it um, two days ago. I made sure both these movies are on Disney Plus. Mm, excuse me. Nearly burped. So here are some things that I want to talk about why I think this movie is super good. First off, this is not a movie for kids. Rated nope. G? Yes, it is. Jason Alexander does one of the voices of the Gargoyles. Very funny. But the rest of it, not for kids. There are, in my mind, there are three kind of crucial storyline plot points of this film. Uh, the first one mm-hmm. is that cliche, you know, your, your, your beauty is more what's on the inside than the outside. Talking about Quasimodo. That's fine. That's a really good, you know. Uh, that's a good message. That's a good message to send to children because this is a kid movie. Uh, the next kind of plot line is this idea of the the government, the police force of Paris, the the guards, and how they're against the the gypsy people who were you know wanderers of Europe at that time, and how they're trying to get them and kill them essentially. And I was like, that's ah very a message a for message children. for t- children. And you know, it's something you kind of look out your window today and see, especially here in America. Yep. And then here's Top the one three. that really stuck out to me. Frollo, who is this supposedly devout follower of, of, of Christ uh, in the, the Catholic Church, I believe. Um, voiced by Tony J, which I will bring up later. I'll say, I looked him up. I was like, I don't know who this is. Esmeralda is voiced uh, by Demi Moore. And oh, okay. I already said George Alexander, who's the other person people will know. Um I, I looked up the guy who voiced Fro, uh, Quasimodo. I was like, I don't know you. And I clicked out of IMDb. Um, <laughs> but no, so Judge Frollo, who is the bad guy, essentially just wants to have sex with Esmeralda, who is this gypsy woman. And you need to go back and re, like, read the lyrics to his, his big uh, song, Hellfire, where he's basically mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I want to have sex with her. So either I will capture her to have sex with her, or I'm going to burn her in all of Paris to the ground. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw this on Twitter like a year ago or whatever. Somebody was like, hey, y'all ever paid attention to this? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Mm." and I looked and Miles wasn't paying attention. I said, all right, good. We'll keep watching this. All right, good. You go Um, over there. But no, like the the themes of this movie are very, uh, I guess, mature esque mature adjacent um and a lot mm-hmm. of disney movies kind of do that if you know especially they really do. pixar I mean, like, it's big on it yeah pixar is big on like they'll you'll like go back and watch it later and you're like that was so funny i didn't even get that when i was little mm-hmm. listen finding nemo made me tear up the other day because miles Dude. miles cuddled up next to me and it was right at the part where um uh it's, it's a very freaking beginning <laughs> it's marlin and his wife or his Oh my I God. guess they're, they're like, married in Fish World, but are looking at all the yeah. kids, and then the Barracuda shows up, and Miles is like, "What happened?" And I was like, "They're gone. They're gone, boy. But they're, they're gone. They died, son. Man, they're gone. Um, but no, some Let other points. Me tell you about the circle of life, ah, dude, dude. Uh, shout out to my boy Audie Norman, hooking hooking us up on some Lion Guard. That junk is fire. Oh, it's so good. Dude, Lion Guard is so good. <laughs> Me and my wife, Meg, we're talking about it today. Because Miles has three shows he likes. Freaking Paw Patrol, which we finally got access to Nick Jr. Paw Patrol sucks 
ass. It's stupid. <laughs> there ain't no plot points. Dude, so many people, like, so many kids love Paw Patrol. I know, it's stupid. It did make me laugh the other day. Um, the PJ Mask, meh, stupid too. But freaking Lion Guard, those are the three. Mm, Lion Guard's good. It's got story. Oh, so good. Scar's a ghost. I don't try to explain that to him. I say, he's Scar's just a, a fucking ghost. ghost. Yeah. I was like, they stole that from Kingdom Hearts, son. But back to Hunter. <laughs> I will tell you that. Let me tell you about the story of Kingdom Listen, Hearts, son. Dude, You're old I'm enough for that. I'm so mad that my PlayStation doesn't work because he loves like the Disney character, like Mickey mm-hmm. and Donald, just a Mickey House oh, yeah. pl- Clubhouse. But I want to watch him. I want him to see uh, Goofy beat, beat a monster to death with a shield. Is that too much to ask for? <laughs> All right, back to back to Quasimodo. The choir music is really, really good. It's really good in the beginning and the end. It's good in the Hellfire song where it's I think I guess it's a prayer in Latin. I'm not very sure. They say Maria, which I assume means Mary. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Was it my Maria? Yeah, my Maria. Oh nope, that's Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of change would I be? <laughs> Hellfire memory. <laughs> Brooks, come slide it out with those skinny jeans. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so sorry, dude. I've gone on three rants in between these two these two freaking points in my my notes, and I can't get to it. the the choir singing is super good. It it okay. is really really good. The animation is honking good too it's it's this was like 93 94 when they made this movie and so there's they're doing that slow transition from all hand-drawn stuff which looks Mm -hmm. phenomenal in this film the city of paris just looks so good and they're mixing it with cgi like that old school like think tarzan and the vines cgi sort of stuff you have no idea where i'm going with my talk keep going um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that mixture, they did the CGI uh, with the bells at one point, and it just looked really, really good. Like, I stopped at one point because there was a, a guard with a torch, and I was like, damn, that fire looks really good. <laughs> like, Look at that fire. Yeah. And then I have I have a little bit of a theory I thought about today when I was pooping. The gargoyles, they were the three. I don't know their names. I know George Costanza was one of them. And that's, that's all I care about was the fat one. Um. I don't think they ever talked to anyone else in this movie. I think they only talked to Quasi, which makes me think because he was up in that tower alone. He never talked to anybody except for Esmeralda and uh, Pathos, wherever the, the guards, the guy's I, name. It was something. It was something Greek, and I was like, hmm. Um, but was it a figment of his imagination? Did he make up these fr- these friends quotations around that? Yeah, because of that and crippling may- loneliness. Maybe. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, folks. See it. There's a second one. Nah, don't see it. I think that nah. I think I think a blind girl falls in love with him, and they stole that directly from Fantastic Four. Yeah. Who does uh, Oh, from the uh, thing. The things. The thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Julia. Yeah. The thing's wife or girl. No, no, they get married. The thing's wife, uh, Julia Masters. Something Masters. She's blind. Because in the new, it's like one of the new newer comics. They get married and they try to go on their honeymoon and he has to fight the Hulk. Oh, dude, for real. I saw their wedding the one. Thing has to fight, the thing has to fight the Hulk and the Hulk punches him so hard that his rocks break away and you <gasps> see what's under the rocks of the is it purple? Is it purple? Because they did that in the Ultimates. Now I'll just, oh, what is it? it I want to look I, it. It wasn't purple. 
Oh, dude, was it gross? I'm gonna look it I'm up. So, it was, dude. It was gross. What's under under the things <laughs> rocks? Question mark. <laughs> oh no. ScreenRant.com says Marvel shows what's under the things all caps stone quotations and it's awful. So <laughs> ah, it's damn awful. it, the picture's censored. I don't want that. Bunch of bull crap. God, I hate these websites. Okay. You can oh. oh, you found oh. them. <laughs> That's gross. He headbutts the shit out of the Hulk, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm done, so I'm done, so. Hunchback Notre Dame. Right. Go see it. So, are you ready? Yeah. Treasure Planet is one of my favorite movies outside of the realm of Disney. So, okay. when you narrow it down, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It, it, just ever. Known this. Um, I've known this for a while. I think that this, I, I think this didn't get enough love and it's fantastic. And some of the reasons it is so good. So let's talk about the cast first. Okay. So Jim Hawkins is voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I did not know that until I saw your three pages of notes. Uh, yeah, I will clarify that I have a lot of notes. <laughs> I had to go outside of our, um, <laughs> our standard our, like no, template. Our, yeah, our standard like columned template. I had too much to write. Um, Martin Short voices Ben the Robot. Emma Thompson voices Captain voices Captain Amelia. Uh, David Hyde Pierce as Doctor Doppler. Um, he was in Frasier. Shout out to Evan <clears throat> and uh, Tony J, who was the narrator at the beginning of the movie, voiced Frollo in Hunchback of Notre Dame. So I made the connection. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So this movie's animation is absolutely bananas it is so good um i just have to say that up front that's one of the main reasons i like this movie so one (laughs) this movie has one of the best transitions ever in a film so (laughs) what i wrote here (laughs) says as I'm like writing stuff that I like, I put that smooth ass transition from the book to Jim being older. Dude, wasn't it? It was like a hologram kind of thing. Yeah. So he yeah. In, in the 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 beginning of the movie opens up and you think it's part of the movie, but it's actually Jim reading a hollow book. And the, and I'm going to talk about it later. But this movie does such a cool thing where it's like sci-fi but Victorian. Those are like the two things yeah. that they go for in this movie. It's like an alternate universe where some things advance so far and so fast that it just like other things didn't like they're wearing Victorian era pajamas, but he's reading a hollow book, which makes sense. Cause it's, it's treasure Island space. Right. Right. So <clears throat> literally it's like in that sweet, and I, I'll try to get my computer hooked up so I can play this through our audio. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so the, the lyrics are, um, and I'm going to do my best, Tony J. There are nights with the winds of the Ethereum, so inviting with their promise of flight and freedom, made one spirit soar. And right when he says that, he transitions from the little kid to him flying his, like, badass, like, oh, dude, wind surfer. Like, it's like, yeah. it like a wind, it's like a wind surf. Like he was like windsurfing, but it had a rocket on it, and he's flying through this like construction zone, and you just—I mean—literally gave myself chill bumps as I said it. <laughs> um, 
so one of one of the um big changes that they made in this movie that I feel had made made it impact so many people up front um was that Jim's father left when he was a child now in the source material the book um and other adaptations the the his dad dies oh. and I feel like having his dad abandon him and his mom when he was little and you know, to go be a spacer, like to go fly spaceships and something that Jim was so obsessed with had a major impact on Jim and which made this movie much more of a coming of age story than the original story. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Jim was so much younger or portrayed so much younger than the original source material. And this, he's very much like a, a it, this is literally a movie about an angsty teenager becoming a man. Right. So, and it, really helped his relationship to John Silver, who was the sob played a, a cyborg in this movie instead of the one legged pirate, which is from the source material. It's made their relationship so much more meaningful. Um, so John Musker and Ron Clements, who were the animators and like the driving force of getting this movie made, uh, were able to modernize the movie in a way that surpassed just like a visual upgrade from the source material. Cause they wanted to do something different. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I, I feel I'll oh, stop dude, you there, I, dude. You got it. You got. I will stop, stop you. There. I'm gonna keep. Uh, going. Take a look at the Discord <laughs> photo I sent you because I wanted you to see it as you were talking, so I can make you break and laugh. Um, oh my god! Um, so <laughs> look at that picture, Bill. That's um that's him from like opening night. Um, it's a picture of Joseph Gordon Levitt on IMDb on the Treasure Planet thing, looking oh. like a goob. Uh, but he looks like a goob. John Musker, and, dude, I love. I love Joseph Gordon, oh, I do especially too. like 500 days of summer. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, but John Musker and Ron Clements, you were just talking about, and I was looking them up. Uh, they are the like co-directors of treasure planet as well as mm-hmm. little mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, princess and the frog and Moana. And that's some of the things they co-directed together. So, right. And then I think they also worked on, um, the black cauldron, which is like another Ooh. huge failure for Disney. Dude, I love so the they cauldron. like I'm about to look. they um like one of the things is like mm-hmm. they've they wanted to make treasure planet since like like little mermaid they've been talking about it right yeah and so they had to like basically reprove themselves with all these other successes to be able to get the green light to do this movie yeah yeah they were additional story contributions I see for Ron Clements for that movie but I mean Aladdin Little Mermaid, Hercules, yeah, Moana and Princess of the Frog, they're probably the top tier so, Disney films. Top tier. Right. Top tier. Hercules was almost my pick for this, but like I'm Everybody yeah, loves Hercules. Definitely treasure. Everybody loves Hercules. Everybody loves Hercules. Um So what else to say is that uh these two guys were able to use character development and relationship building um that helped us as viewers really connect to these characters and empathize with what they were going through. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so I'm, I'm going to get back to one of my other points here in a second. Um, so let's talk, let's go to the animation. Okay. Cause I kind of talked about that at the, at the beginning of my spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the animation of treasure planet is a combination of classic Disney's 2d hand-drawn animation CG animation and what's called Disney's deep canvas technology. Okay. Which is a 3d modeling program. 
developed for Tarzan, which is how they did that vine, all the vine things, him sliding on all the vines and this. So it's a program where you just like model everything and then you go back and like put all the details on it. So it makes it, it makes the process easier, right? You're not having to hand draw all that stuff, Mm -hmm. but you are having to pay technicians to do the 3d modeling. So it's, you kind of have to weigh the costs and benefits, Right. right? So one of the reasons that, Treasure Planet was such an expensive movie to make is that the RLS Legacy, which is the ship that they were on in that movie, mm-hmm. was completely rendered using deep canvas. So anytime they were on the ship or interacting with the ship or doing anything, they were having to pay these technicians to use deep canvas to make the ship do all these things. Gotcha. So it really put a strain on the movie and kind of, you know, said that you were driving the cost of the movie up. Yeah. Um, just an example of some of the CG stuff was John Silver's whole right arm and leg. So all the uh, metal yeah. like cyborg parts um, were rendered with CG animation and any of like in like inside of his eye, you can yeah. see it. And anytime there's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. anytime there's a solar sail, if you mm-hmm. see that, like the, the red and gold and stuff like that, you can tell that CG animation um, at one point, Oh, like the space whale or whatever, comes up next to the boat and you can tell the whole whale is hand drawn except for its eye mm-hmm. and you can tell that's CG animation. So it's like, it's not like they were testing these, it. Right. Yeah. They were doing all these different animation styles and they, they worked so well together. They were so seamless. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene where, um, Jim is standing on a hill talking to silver and literally, so Jim's character's hand-drawn. Silver is half hand-drawn and half, half CG. CG. Yeah. And then, like, the surrounding landscape is done with deep canvas. Wow. So it's this crazy, like, everything working together to create these beautiful images. Um, so, and, you know, speaking of the, the way the movie looks, so they did, and I talked about it being part sci-fi, part Victorian, mm-hmm. right? So... I have a quote set here. So they wanted to do this movie as enough sci-fi to feel futuristic and enough Victorian age to not feel synthetic and cold. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get that. So you, you look at him. It's like, all right, these are, these are pirates. Robot but there's pirates. elements. Yeah. Right, right. You know, there's crab but alien pirates. I joke it was scary. So to accomplish this, they did something called the 70-30 rule. So mm-hmm. everything in the movie had, you know, visuals, music, you know, character design, everything. 70% Victorian era, 30% sci-fi. Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of how they, that's why you had this giant Victorian era ship mm-hmm. with rockets on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and they were able to do this with the music as well, where the majority of like the mass majority of the music in this movie is orchestral mm-hmm. and beautiful and very Victorian and pre 20th century sounding. And, but there's two things, there's two songs that are by John Resnick, which was the lead singer of Goo Goo Dolls mm-hmm. is, I mean, he still is the lead singer of Goo Goo Dolls, but one of the most impactful songs in any movie ever. I'm still here which they do something so cool with that song where it's not a background piece. It literally, when that song comes on, it's a, it's like a compilation of Jim 
doing stuff with silver bonding, you know, all this stuff like him becoming a man, silver teaching him stuff. There's no other audio playing except for that song. Mm. They're talking on screen, but there's no, you know, there's no dialogue. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, you're really right. You're really paying attention to what the song is, what, you know, what it's trying to say and what it's trying to convey. And it's just, it's so cool because it's, Every every other piece of music in the whole move in the whole movie is is this Victorian era, yeah, like know, horns yeah, yeah, and yeah. strings and else, and then you have this rock song, you mm-hmm. know, or, or you know this ballad almost, and then there's a the, another song that does a transition from the movie to the credits, right. it's another rock song, but it's just I will every time I listen to I'm still here, it's so good, like mm-hmm. I just like almost want to listen to it back to back every time. Um, and something else that's really cool is that Jim's clothes evolve with him throughout the movie. If you notice, like he starts out with a lot of black and dark Browns. Okay. And then when he's on the ship working with silver or stuff like that, he, his clothing changes to like light greens and light Browns. So he's like becoming less moody, mm-hmm. you know, this and the other, he's really kind of having more confidence in himself and that. And then at the very end of the movie, He's wearing white and gold and stuff like that because he's wearing like dress the metamorphosis almost like dress blues yeah. right, um, but let's talk about um one reason I think this movie is or one drawback to this movie and I think it was kind of Disney shooting themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. uh Ben the robot, yep major <laughs> Jar Jar Binks vibes, yeah um, he Just, he was introduced too late in the movie you didn't mm-hmm. he didn't have an emotional connection to the audience and you know like all these other characters you're, you've spent this whole time building connection with yeah and you just he came in so late and you were expected to care about him and he didn't do anything to make you care about mm-hmm. him he was just straight up comic relief and it got well, old. you already had comic relief with with dr doppler i believe yeah you had yeah it dr. was doppler. just shoehorned in and i wonder was there like who was his uh like mirror image in the original treasure island so it there was book. a a a guy on the island that got stranded there and it was, his name was Ben he was like this you know old deranged guy okay that makes but sense but he didn't have a giant part in it he just like helped Jim out you know whatever he didn't become but, a continuing character like how mm-hmm. Ben the robot which now that makes sense knowing about Ben the crazy guy Right. Like there had to be somebody on the, well, in this case, planet to help them. Right. Like Ben really did. They wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for Ben. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think that they, they did too much. That's how Disney always does though. They always have like the big comic relief and not like the subtle. Right. And all right, here's where like the tenfold Hattie stuff comes out conspiracy theory comes out so i think that disney saw the writing on the wall i think they saw that this movie looked amazing mm-hmm. they knew that if it did well that they would need to make more movies like this okay right this so this is very much a summer movie right mm-hmm. that's this is what the, the feel of this movie is action adventure yeah, the, fun mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm they release this movie at Christmas time. Okay, so James Bond the, time. Got it. They, they marketed this movie. 
they literally gave away the whole, they gave away who the bad guy was. They gave away the plot. They gave away everything in the marketing. Mm -hmm. They made it seem like this like quirky family, blah, blah, blah. You know, like they didn't market it for what it was. They released it the same weekend as the first Harry Potter movie. (sighs) It's bad timing. And Santa Claus two, which is also a Disney movie. Hmm. One of the biggest weekend releases for a movie ever, the first Harry Potter movie, and yeah. they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They released it up against that. And then their own their own movie. Uber they released Christmas two popular weekend. film. Yeah. So you think they on purpose? Why though? Was it too expensive to make and they're just too, like, we don't want them more? Too expensive to make. And they knew that if it was a major success, they would need. There was already a second one that they had talked about. They had got storyboarding done and everything, right? And they knew that other filmmakers for Disney would want to make movies using all these different technologies together instead of mm-hmm. just using CG and yeah. you know all this other stuff. Okay, I can so I can see that. this movie. Right, you can see it. It's out there, there, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. All right, tell me, tell me the the tell me the numbers, and then I'll tell you my rebuttal. Okay, the cost to make this movie was one hundred forty million dollars. Okay, worldwide gross was one hundred and nine million. Oh, and domestic was only thirty eight million. Oh, oh, so it was only domestic only accounted for thirty four percent of the of of what they made because they. They they, they they murdered it. They put it in weekend. a bad. They put it in a bad slot. They put it in a bad slot. No, so it's two. It's twenty twenty. That movie came out what ninety nine two thousand. I'm so sorry. It, no, it's, it's pre nine eleven. I want to say it's pre nine eleven. I remember seeing Harry Potter in, in the theater with my dad. Um, wow, that is sad that you. No, I remember. I remember the. Um, I remember the. Uh, the train, the little, no, the little, the, the bank thing that had the like yeah. roller coaster thing. No, I just, I just meant that it's sad that you remember when nine eleven is. No, no, I remember. You... No, no, no. I remember the exact date of nine eleven. I remember the exact moment yeah, of nine eleven. Was it nine eleven? Like two thousand eleven, two thousand one. I, I, I was saying that nine eleven. Yeah, two thousand one. But anyway, no, no. Treasure Planet came out in two thousand two. Two thousand two. Okay, nine eleven. Because now we're talking about that. I remember the exact moment. I was in fourth grade. We were in fourth grade. And uh, my science teacher's class, her name was Miss Perkins. She was a large woman. She drank Diet Coke. And I remember the, the secretary of the class of the school came to our classroom, opened the door, and said, turn on the TV. The tower's been hit. And she, like, crushed her Diet Coke out of, like, panic, I guess. Oh my and then we God. watched it on the TV. Yeah, and I just remember that moment for... What however long it's been? 18, 20 years. Nineteen? Yeah. But I think they should make Treasure Planet 2 now. Cause I mean, all Disney um, yeah. all Disney movies now are are CGI. I mean Frozen, Frozen 2, Moana, um Wreck It Ralphs, all of those. Like, it wouldn't be hard to do it now. But oh yeah. Would we want it in that style i i apologize i said this was the it was the first harry potter movie it was the second harry potter oh then i do not remember seeing second harry potter my dad 
I remember because I, I looked it up and I was like, huh? Like I was like, Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter movie came out in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will I will correct myself here. It looks like the release date for Treasure Planet was November twenty seventh, two thousand two. And Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was November 14th. So not the exact same weekend. What weekend again? 22nd? Uh, 27th. 7th. I'm about to look it up. So people were still going to see Harry Potter in oh, the Chamber of Secrets. 100%. 100%. All right. But uh, make Treasure Planet 2 now. Why not? Dude, I would love if they made a Treasure Planet 2 right now. And Santa Claus 2 was released on November 1st. So it was still in theaters. Yeah. I will say, I got I got my info wrong on that Aww, one. Dude. But I will say. Eight Crazy Nights, what? the Adam Sandler movie. Came. I remember taking our family went to go see that film. Are you <laughs> My serious? grandmother was in the theater with us. Jeez, that's terrible. Oh my God. So what else released? On All that right. That? So I'm looking at box offices. Mojo from IMDb Pro. Uh, Die Another Day uh, was out then. Released the same week. Oh, out then. I'm out. so sorry. I was uh, it was out for a while. Um, yeah. Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Eight Crazy Nights came out that weekend. Treasure Planet came out that weekend. Um, they were still going against uh, Disney, Santa Claus 2. Friday after next. Um, oh, Wow. Uh, freaking something called Solaris. Never heard of it. Eight Mile. Holy hell. Um, wow. Dude, nobody's going to see The Ring. The Ring? The Ring, yeah. Um, let's see. Jackass, the movie. Like, these were films that were still, like, out. Episode 2 of yeah. Star Wars. I Spy. What? Dude. Yeah. Red Dragon, Ghost Ship, Griffin. Ghost Ship, man. <laughs> Treasure Planet didn't have a chance. Go well, ship, I dude. I'm, I still, I still stand by my theory that it's, it, it's not no, as crazy as I thought it was, but I still, it's still stand not by a good theory. weekend. I mean, it was fourth. It was fourth according to IMDb, and Fox it was on. a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Griffin, it came. It was after. It was eight crazy nights. Was third. Are you serious? Yeah. <sighs> and then I mean, Harry Potter freaking still blew it out of the water. With two, and then die another day. Just barely beat Harry Potter. Like it didn't stand a chance. It did not stand. So a let chance. me let me tell you. We can close this out. Let me tell you my the. I think the reason I like this movie the most, and the reason I think that more men like this movie than women. Okay, this is one hundred percent a man coming of age story. And it, I think that this iteration of the Treasure Island story really resonated with people during while we were growing up is because a lot more people were dealing with non-traditional families with Mm -hmm. divorce or dads that left them or whatever. And that change to make his dad abandon their family and have their his mom work herself to the bone just to keep their business afloat and him feeling responsibility and this that and the other and i mean in the original his dad 
died from something completely unrelated from him. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, he doesn't feel responsible where I'm sure that Jim in this story where his dad abandoned him feels like he, it was his fault that his dad left. Yeah. You're the man of the house, Jim. You got to take care of mom. Got to take care of the, the end. The, you know, no end, no money. Yeah, Your mom so, dies. You know, I mean, it's just, and I feel like a lot of, guys growing up you know not even necessarily if their dad didn't leave them i mean like it's or you know their parents had a divorce or whatever i just feel like a lot of more people our age resonated with that like i'm you know i've got this angst i've got all this anger i've got all this frustration that i don't know what to do with and then it just you have this movie of somebody who you can relate to Mm -hmm. and shows them just complete completely becoming this great person yeah. like learning so much and growing so much and <sighs> i can i can feel the love i can feel the love you have for this film <laughs> i love treasure planet dude <laughs> what is what is amy's thoughts on treasure planet she think i mean she likes it she thinks it's a good movie but she is definitely not on the same page that i'm on ah uh, well I, she um she's also mad. She said this should have been the episode that her and Megan came on. She's like, I could have talked about Disney movies. No, she we got a baby. Ruth is screaming uh-huh. somewhere in this house. I'm sure you can hear it. You hear? I don't hear. No, but no, nah, we got you got a screaming baby. I've got bar, d- barking dogs. Dude, have, did you hear like my Keanu Reeves Ghost Rider dude driving up and down our street? Just <laughs> like at least three times. I don't know what he's doing. He's like, I hear it's podcast. I heard heard you guys were recording. Yeah. Turn away. Look back at the camera. Hell yeah. God, I love that. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) We went to go see Ghost Rider 2 in theaters, and a good Samaritan tried to stop us. Yeah, we went. It was with a Tallahassee. It was me and Rich and Bobby. I think you were with us. I don't think I was it there. It might have been when you were off at Athens, living it up, but living the life. We Tim and Fern- I know Fernando was there for sure, and so we're going into the theater, and this girl and her boyfriend just walking past to another theater. The girl stops and "Hey, don't! The movie sucks." And we're like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, nah." <laughs> and I remember our friend Fernando. <laughs> Turned at the end, he was like, that girl was right. We should have left a long time ago. <laughs> we should have left. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude. So, Griffin. Beach. I enjoyed listening to you for 20 minutes talk about Treasure Planet nonstop. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed talking about it. It was very therapeutic. Oh, dude. Hey, you need it. Um, I'm going to post the link to the Tinfoil Hat YouTube video Do it after the link. Uh, on, after the tweet about this episode. Do it, do it, do it. So I'll post the tweet like we normally do for this episode, but then right after it, I'm going to post the link to that awesome YouTube And for people who want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at the best palcast. Um, You can find Griffin at Griffin underscore. Yeah, that's that thing. The little uh, dash underscore. at the bottom. Uh, Griffin underscore guitar. And you can find me, BJ Guest, at bguest92 on the Twitter. If you want to listen to us, our podcast and other places, cause you didn't like the way you listen to it on whatever you listen to it. Now go to Spotify. We're on Stitcher, <laughs> iTunes and overcast. 
Hey, pals, while you're tweeting at us, tell us your favorite underrated Disney film. Is it Hercules? Amy's was uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas, dude. That's a good movie. (sighs) White folks. But, yep. Can't trust them. (laughs) All right. I don't know what Megan's was. Fun fact about my wife, Megan. I know she's going to like bust it in the house like three weeks later when she hears this one. She doesn't like Disney movies. Yeah. Think on. Crunch on that, America. Dude, show her Treasure Planet. Don't tell her it's a Disney movie, but it'll be on Disney Plus. <laughs> baby, baby. It's just like how Disney's got the Muppets for some strange reason. All right. Well, no, yeah. No. Weird. Now watch this movie. Mm-hmm. All right, America. <laughs> and other right, countries that listen to us. Goodbye. Stay safe. We love you. Love you. Mwah. Love you. I love you more, Griffin. Wow. Yeah. L- Amy, I know you're not listening, but I love you, man, more. And goodbye. 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 Goodbye.